Hi, I'm Julie Mackin, and we are still speaking of social justice. And today I am joined by my colleague, Dr. Michael Walker, to talk about something that, boy, we don't talk about enough, and that is the framing of peace, peace as actual tranquility rather than national security. Welcome, Michael. Thank you. Glad to be on here. So you've been, um, uh, we're doing this today because I heard you do another radio episode where you actually really laid out, uh, basically, I guess what I'm trying to say is you located the word peace in the way it's used currently in a kind of body count. Do you want to talk a bit about how we started that program previously? Yes, and uh, credit where it's due. I've, I've got this from a Colombian academic named Juan Camilo Cadenas. Uh, and he talks about peace as security and peace as tranquility. So his, his point is that peace as tranquility is the meaning of peace when, when you know, ordinary people use the word. It means you know, being left to go about your life and, and being left alone, basically. Um, and that notion of peace in international affairs means you know, we're all interested in everybody else being, living a peaceful life. But the narrative that we get, uh, and we do increasingly get it, is that peace is about security. We have to be secure. And he says that that is inherently regressive because sooner or later, like your notion of how you become secure means causing other people to suffer. You have to preemptively, um, you know, see off people who might at some point in the future be a threat to your security. And so his, his point is it's not peaceful at all. It actually encourages people to uh, have wars of adventure. So. I think it's a really helpful frame as as we live in this era right now where people are constantly talking about national security. That's right. And I guess too, like I, I was reflecting uh, earlier that we're coming up to the, I think it's the 20th anniversary of the Tampa affair and some of the listeners probably weren't born when that happened. But that was when the then Prime Minister John Howard ordered the SAS, our crack troops, to board a civilian um, ocean tanker, actually, um, in order to prevent 400 asylum seekers from reaching Australia. So for the first time in our, you know, brief 230-year history as a, as a, a nation, we had the image of our army boarding a civilian ship and at gunpoint, keeping people seated on a blistering hot deck. I bring that up because that was the time where the frame around refugees shifted from refugees used to, it used to be considered a humanitarian crisis. If people came seeking protection from Australia, we had a tradition of responding um, in recognition of their humanity first and last. So we were there to kind of save them. That was what we're used to seeing ourselves as. 20 years ago, for the first time, refugees arrived and suddenly they became the aggressor. They became the threat to our borders. They became the people that we needed to be protected from. So we sent in our crack troops to do that and the women and the toddlers and the old men cowered on that deck. Um, and it completely reframed how we think about asylum seekers and refugees and has continued to do that. And Michael, the point you're making is when we talk about peace 
as national security, we are reframing not just peace, but actually how we see each other. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to mention with the Tampa, I mean, the, the cynicism of that event, um, because of course it happened in October 2001, it was one month after the 9-11 attacks in America, there was endless um, talk on the airwaves about you know um, security and about war, and uh, for memory it was almost exactly the time that the invasion of Afghanistan happened. So, um, so capturing that moment to present anyone coming to our country as a potential terrorist and as the security threat, which is it's really a moment we've never turned back from. That's that's been the frame ever since. Yeah, and in fact. Uh, I think it was Peter Reith who said he was of the view that a lot of them could have been terrorists, which is, you know, he knew it was a lie. It was a lie. He knew it was a lie. Um, but yeah. can we talk a bit too about, um, you know, this can seem like a pretty dry argument of framing and narrative and, you know, all the cool kids at university understand all of this palaver. But in fact, people live and die around this, don't they? Right, right. So, yeah, ultimately, we're having this this discussion um, in a context in which it's pretty clear there's an agenda for a, a future con- conflict, and we're being prepared for that. So, uh, it's good to like check in that we're not just so security is not just this impersonal um, thing that's out there. Like the the actions that Australia would be willing to take and is shaping itself up to take. Um, are going to result in deaths of real living breathing people with families um i mean look at the AUKUS submarines right so they are not for the peaceful coexistence of australia with its neighbors they are only serve one purpose which is to go well away from our shores to provoke other countries so uh what well, one in particular and it, it, at which point do you like this is such a gentle process um you know, oh, it all sounds very reasonable. It's couched in this language, but you know, the, as soon as they're delivered, those submarines are going to be capable of um, becoming embroiled in a situation which was not at any point what was told to the Australian public as to what they were for. Yeah, and and to be honest, we we are should be well used to being lied to about war, whether you're talking about the Vietnam War, uh, the weapons of mass destruction that didn't fail to make an appearance. Right. Um, the war in Afghanistan over what I can't quite remember. Yeah, and I don't understand why people aren't more upset about this. Like, we, a lot of us were around and remember. Like, I remember saying, I don't believe there's weapons of mass destruction in Iraq. There's no proof. And we just it was just repeated over and over again. The, the military leaders, the political leaders, the media, everyone just repeated it and stopped questioning it. And, and I think the general public knew, like, if they were there, we'd be showing the evidence. And then, you know, having been given this simulation of a justification, the invasion went ahead. And then, I don't know how much time passed, maybe it was six months. And it's like, oh, yeah, by the way, there were no weapons of mass yeah. destruction. Sorry about that. Um, so I feel like we're in that phase now. You know, we're being constantly sold these reasons why we have to get ready to, um, you know, start ending lives in other parts of the world for simulated reasons. Yeah, it, and it is a process of grooming the nation which is a scary word to use, but that is precisely what goes on, where we speak of a subject as if it doesn't result in tens of thousands of people being killed, innocent people being killed. Over 80% of the people killed in any war 
are civilians. That's your mum, that's your child, that's your grandma. That's what we're talking about. And it hides behind language like peace, when in fact they mean war. Mm-hmm. Um, and it hides behind not counting the bodies of the enemy. And just for the record, no one ever did count the bodies of those killed in any of the Middle Eastern wars or even the Afghan wars. The only bodies that were counted were the bodies of the Allies. You know, we need to start ensuring that everybody counts. Whether we're alive or dead, everybody counts. And yeah, I mean, now is the time, like, to push back against that um, that language every time it's been presented as, oh, we, we have to be secure. Like, we are secure. Yeah, but we're kidding. Right. Like, that's right, that's right. No one's if we're coming. Not, if we're not secure in Australia, then forget it. Right. All bets are off. Okay, well, hopefully uh, every time you hear someone talk about national security, you will now go, oh, really? Whose security are we talking about? Anyway, that's just a happy thought to end on. Thanks very much, Michael. Watch out.